This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, July 23, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. There are more problems with the unemployment system in the United States than whether or not to continue extending those benefits to the chronically unemployed. Cato Institute Senior Fellow Jeff Myron comments. If you look at a chart of unemployment, those who have been unemployed for 26 weeks or more, it's pretty dramatic. It is pretty dramatic. There's certainly been a much higher rate of long-term joblessness in this recession than in any of the post-war recessions. One of the concerns that that I hear, and this is, this is a point that uh, gave me pause, which is human capital degrades. And when people are unemployed, they lose human capital. Skills that they had, that they were, you know, had finely tuned, aren't there anymore, being reemployed in another area that has... Uh, that has a cost to the economy, that these people aren't contributing as much to the economy as they might otherwise. So why not give them some unemployment benefits to let them uh, take extra time, admitting the point that it does make people stay unemployed longer, unemployment benefits, take that time to find a job that will actually uh, help them uh, develop or use the human capital that they've got. Well, one concern is that if you make it easy for people to stay unemployed for an extended period of time, they may sort of, by not looking forward and thinking through the whole process carefully, let their skills degrade, let themselves become less employable, rather than getting back in the labor force, even if it's not as good a job as they had before. So they may be being a bit penny-wise and pound-foolish. The other issue is that there are probably a lot of people who are unemployed now for whom the jobs that they had are not going to be there. And it's not a question of waiting until they find the right match. It may be that the right match is just no longer exist. The changes in the structure of what the economy is going to be producing are occurring. And so it, retraining may be very important, but also just being willing to take a job, probably at a lower wage in a different sector, doing something different is a necessary evil. That sounds sort of heartless, but... I think that's a reality for a significant number of the unemployed. Um, and providing extended unemployment insurance, yes, gives people some time, but it comes at a cost, and uh, it doesn't send a signal that you need to fish or cut bait. You need to decide it's time to give up on the old occupation and go on to something else. What about the nature of unemployment insurance? It is a state-based program. If you're desperately trying to get out of Michigan— Maybe there's a job that's perfect for you in California. Receiving unemployment benefits in Michigan might actually keep you from going and taking it. The state-based uh, aspect certainly tends to produce an, uh, some lock-in of not wanting to move around. And certainly moving to other areas is an important way that people might be able to find better opportunities because some parts of the country are clearly doing better than others. So that's that's absolutely right. How do you deal with the, this disparity between those unemployed and and seeking work, the definition of unemployed, and jobs available. So I think that comparing the number of people seeking work to the number of jobs officially available is very misleading. It's not the right story. The question is how many jobs are available at what wage rate? So many people unemployed could find a job if they were willing to lower their wage demand to minimum wage levels or something like that. In many cases, it wouldn't be all the way to that level. Someone who had a $50,000 a year job okay, doing something somewhat professional, somewhat skilled, they went back to that employer and said, you know what? 
I know you don't really want to hire a lot of people now because you're concerned about the future, but I'll come back and work for 25000 Okay, It's more than I'm getting from UI. It's a lot less than I was getting, but at least I'll have a job. I'll be in the labor force. Maybe I'll get my health benefits back. But I don't think you see very many people doing that. Okay, And so saying there's no job is not a complete sentence. It has to be there's no job at what wage rate. The, one of the adjustments has to be people lowering their wage demands. But if you're an unemployed person and you can express your dislike for that idea at the ballot box uh, rather than do the, make this difficult transition, that's, that's quite a bit easier. Oh, it certainly seems easier. I mean, unemployment insurance is not that lucrative. So even people, you know, people have some incentive to get, try to get back reasonable paying jobs at reduced wages rather than just stay on UI. But of course, it makes it easier. In many cases, some people are the second earner. So the fact that the sum of the income is gone is not crucial. There still is enough family income to get by. And the longer this goes on, the more people get in the habit of not being in the workforce, the more employers look at them and say, gee, you've been unemployed for a year, almost two years. Why is that? Okay, and therefore, their reemployment chances may well be going down, partially subsidized by the extensions of UI. What about potential reforms to just how the, the unemployment insurance program works rather than doling out money every couple of weeks or so, uh, a lump sum payment that basically uh, the government may wipe its hands clean after that? There are certainly some different structures that might make more sense if we, depending on how you think people behave, giving people a lump sum and saying, this will last you for six months. And then people will say to themselves, well, look, I've got that whether I start working or not. So I'm just going to take the next job that makes sense to take given my sort of other constraints. Uh, many people would respond to that by saying, oh, I'm worried that the unemployed will be too myopic. They'll just go take that lump sum and they'll spend it right away and then they'll still be in desperate straits. They don't trust the unemployed or some of the unemployed to make reasonable decisions with those sorts of lump sums. But I think economists would tend to think alternative systems like that deserve a lot of consideration. Now, political economists might say, well, we just don't trust the government to make good on a promise not to give people money after that lump sum. That's, that's obviously true. Once we've done it once, we may decide we have to do it again. But we sort of have that problem already with the current structure. As long as they're still unemployed, we're tempted, rather than being tough, to keep extending unemployment insurance. And so the tying of the one hand is difficult for the government as it is for <laughs> many of us. Jeff Myron is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.